Peace, my brother. How you doing? Uh, good and yourself. Good, man. Good. Gotta finally got a chance to talk to you. I know, man. It's been a long time. I know. I know you have been a very busy guy. A very, yeah, busy. very busy, very busy. Yeah. That's life, you know. We all busy, but it's always good to sit back and uh, relax and catch up. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell me, what's up with you lately? What you got going on? Uh, just lately, I've been uh actually running operations for my father's trucking company. Okay. Um, uh. Full truckload uh, freight company, uh, mainly out of the Midwest. Okay. Um, so I've been, you know, just running daily operations for them. Plug it, plug it, talk about it, say whatever it is. Go ahead, plug oh, it. Okay, so, okay, so that's so the name of the truck, the trucking company is Dad Trucking Incorporated. Um, we have, like I said, full service truckload company. We got uh, three trucks right now running. Um, we run around the Midwest. Our main lane that we run is uh, Chicago to uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and Tennessee back. Um, so, uh, that's pretty primarily what we've been doing. Um, you know, I work, like I said, in operations, so load procurement, things of that nature. I run payroll. I just do all the pretty much everything but drive. So I just make sure the drivers are on time and they take care of their business, make sure they have loads, make sure, you know, they know where to go. Just, you know, everything that they need so that they are prepared for their day. And uh, like I do and everything. Just all exactly. Of Mm-hmm. help them plan out their days and things and they just so they know when they can rest and you know just go about things and they just have little thinking and just you know drive 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 how long has has your dad had the trucking company uh he's had his company since two 2013 december 2013 so uh, uh about almost seven years now and but uh he took some time off from it and uh because he had got real sick uh had a stroke and he came off. The, he actually had the stroke while on the road. Um, that was a wild story. And um, they ended up having to like locate him because he like was incoherent, and he just was like, was it making sense? You know, when someone has a stroke, like they just yeah. is jumbled up. So they ended up like, having to find them. They located him, and that pretty much was kind of like you know I need to get re reevaluate things. So he just took some time away. He really didn't have nobody to run the business at the time. So he just literally just like stepped completely away. He relaunched it back up um, with uh, this early year, like so Marchish. He got back uh, out on, uh, you know, got his company back started, back out on the road, trucks rolling, things of that nature. And that's when, you know, he enlisted my help. And, you know, so we've been rolling ever since. Okay. Um, upon him having a stroke, he was on the road driving or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my father loves, so that's one thing he loves to do. He's, he's a driver. He gonna drive, he all, but he don't want to drive now. But uh, he loves just being on the road and just in his truck. So he was uh, my memory serves me correct. He was coming back from Texas. I'm not sure where he had to deliver at, but he like he made his delivery and he said he was in the dock and he felt because this was his second stroke. Symptoms and signs started happening, but he said he drove to the truck stop, parked his truck. And then just, you know, he just said he was just ready for whatever, you know, whatever was going to take place. Because I remember having a conversation with him because I was getting ready for practice at the time. And I'm on the phone with the state trooper, like, because I didn't even know about it. They called the team that I was playing for at the time. And like the front day, it was like, like, it was like a real ordeal where they had like tracked me down because I was like literally the only person that could like get in contact or find my father. And like I said, they end up having like ping his phone, all type of crazy stuff. And they end up locating him at a truck stop in Gary, Indiana. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. 
that's so, that's so crazy and dangerous at the same time because he could have been driving while that's mm-hmm. happening and went out. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. I mean, so is he's doing he's doing a lot better now. Oh yeah, he's doing way better now. His speech is uh tremendously impacted, which is why you know he kind of just like uh he took he took extra time off the road. But uh other than that, you know, like he's fine, like he he just if he get like excited or upset, he's gonna stutter a little bit. That's all. Okay. But he he know what he's talking about. He's yeah. mind, body, and soul. It's cool. It's just like I said, when he get excited or frustrated. Like a kid, you know, he's gonna start stuttering or fumbling yeah. with his words, forgetting certain words, or calling. He, I mean, he'll look me in my face and call me my brother's name. <laughs> wow, but I know, I just know it's not, he's not doing it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me, uh, let's go back. Where'd you grow up? Uh, grew up on the uh, south side of Chicago, uh, Woodline community, uh, City Second and Greenwood. Um, Lived over there since I want to say like 97, 98 throughout. I left and went to college, to be honest with you. So I was over there from, I want to say I was eight to 18, like literally. Did you know that you wanted to be involved in professional sports? To be honest with you, what kid from the hood did it? I mean, (laughs) at at that point in time, I'll be honest with you. At that point in time, that's all we knew. The only way to get out was literally was either to do something with a ball or to Talk get your lyric it. or get your lyric game right. Talk about it. Talk about it. I I I, I couldn't rap. My, I, <laughs> so I had to figure something else out. Yeah. So uh to me, playing ball was my segue. I mean, um, to just a better life. I mean, I don't necessarily want to say I wanted to go to the uh play professional sports. I wanted the opportunity to play professional sports if I had that chance. So I wanted to put myself in every position possible to achieve that. So with that being said, you know, in the, in the summertime, when we got a lot of free time, everybody outside hanging out, you know, um, I didn't hang out on the block. You know, I did. I put, We played sports all the time. You know, um, the church program, uh, Mother York. So I met you at, you and Tyree. I talk about you guys. Like, y'all don't know it, but I talk, y'all like the most unsung heroes in my life right now. And y'all probably not even aware, of, uh, not even aware of it. But uh, you and Tyree, I talk about you guys all the time and just how you uh, really just told us just stay focused and just, you know, just, just don't fall for the BS. I mean, it's out there. It's going to always be out there, but just, you know, stay focused and what was going on in the classroom, what's going on what was going on on the, on the basketball court for me at that time, you know, was way more important than whatever everybody be smooth and all them had going on. And, you know, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It was just one of those situations where I just, that made what you guys were talking about made more sense to what the hood had going on. So, you know, I just let those sports and it literally kind of, it carried me my whole life. I mean, I remember saying certain things to you. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. You were one of the few the few people who caught it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember just saying, "Sir, yo, Nate, you can do whatever you want to do. You know that, right? You're big enough and you're strong enough. To just do whatever you want to do, Nate. It, it don't you don't have to be outside. Mm-hmm. You can do things to get you outside or all around all around the world if you if you take the time to focus on it and and, yeah. and, and, and do what it takes to stay in that. Uh, one of the main things I always felt was possible to say to you guys is that the more you learn. The people that you grew up with that are on the corners and are outside doing other activities, you will always have something new. 
you'll always be able to apply more. And every time you come home, they'll still just have that. Mm-hmm. If we take you guys on a field trip and you come back, they'll just know that and you'll know what art is, right? Yep. Take you guys out to to see a, a, a play. You'll know what a play is like and they'll just know that. They'll just know the basics of other things that they knew. And it's not to knock anybody, but it's just to say that there was always more for you guys if you if you gave it a chance and you stuck with it and you put in the work to do to do to do better. Mm-hmm. I knew who I saw it in. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say nobody else's name. But no, I, I know it, it's crazy because <laughs> I, uh, the the one kid who made it to the league too, football player. Me and him, even when he was in the league, it was, we just chuckled when we played against each other because. It was only a. It was only like out of like if it was thirty of us in there, like five of us, two of us, I think made it professionally. But like the, the other three, they made it professionally in life, and that's what's yeah. more important. Yeah, I mean everybody not gonna make it to the NBA, NFL, MLB. It's not even about that. Like, it's just about setting yourself up. To, Absolutely. You know, just something better than the previous generation for me. That I felt like I just my father gave me a great example. Yeah, I had to be better than the example he gave me. Yeah. And, and that's for me, that's all it ever was, was to say certain things to you and a couple other gentlemen who are where they are in life right now and just make sure that it was said over and over and over. Even when you all were going through the stages of actually learning how to get there, that early, that early, uh, the early training of it, getting mm-hmm. you guys getting yourselves together to say, all right, I'm going to be dedicated to basketball or baseball or football or whatever it may be um, or 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 just being a scholar. Like I, I, saw, I knew who I saw it in. Everybody else, I was trying to hope that they would catch on to it. And maybe if it wasn't something as far as sports and entertainment, it would be something scholastic or, you know, or of a profession that would be um, an inspiration to, to everyone else. But I knew it, I knew what I was looking at. And even when you would be playing basketball, um, do you remember the time you fell off the stage? Nah, I just remember I used to be super soft. <laughs> you got I, I ain't gonna say, no, I wouldn't say you were soft. I just don't think that you understood that you were bigger. You you had the ability to be more dominant than everybody else. Yeah, I think that's more so what it was. So clumsy at one point. You you grabbed the ball and didn't even know where you were on the stage and like you just fell off fell off the stage. I vaguely I do remember that because it was at the it was at the uh the opposite end of the gym. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is wrong with Nate, man? Like, Actually, I do, because that was the first time I think I heard you curse at me. Because <laughs> we was inside the train. Hell, it's, it technically, yeah, that's yeah, I, I, I ain't curse. And, and that was more so what it was. It was something, it was something along the lines. You had said something that shocked me, and it grabbed my attention, like, oh. Yeah, and it was just like, like I'm, cl- I'm clumsy. More yeah. so like what you were saying. It's like, I need to get stuff. I'm like, what, uh-huh. what the hell is wrong with you? Like, bro. Yeah. Let that go, like don't do that, like because it was like a five foot drop, I think, or something like yeah. that. And I I'm like, dude, you are too big to be doing something like that. Like, don't, don't, don't hurt yourself like that, man. Like, let that happen. Like, let it go out. Don't, don't, don't go after that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, I'm very, I'm just very proud of you and and others who have continued to to be the example and the lead, the actual lead for doing better and showing progression and for uh productivity in life and going after goals, going after dreams, man. And I just salute you guys, man, for sticking in there. And, and nah, I appreciate y'all. I, like I said, I, like you and Tyree, the most unsung heroes in my life. And yeah. um, 
Appreciate it. It's just the discipline that I learned at the, at the church. That's literally what it was. The discipline to know that I got to do my homework before I can go shoot a ball. Yeah. The discipline to know that I can't go outside and kick it with them if I want to be in here and kick it with y'all. It was just certain disciplines I learned, you know, that literally just set me up for success. Yeah. Not saying I wouldn't have learned them later on in life, but I'm grateful for the moment that I learned them. You got it early enough, you know what I mean? You exactly, yeah. Because for me, that's all it was really about, was just making sure that you guys had that opportunity, all right? Not just the opportunity, but someone was was constantly telling you in your, in your, in your mind, hey, you can do it. Whatever it is, you can do it. If you want to be the chess, the best chess player, you can do that. Like we got, we got the stuff here. We have the tools. We may not have everything, but there are enough tools here to make sure that you guys uh, have the opportunity. And because Tyree loved you guys so much, man, he he definitely would put even more work in if there was something that you knew that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, you guys were like always my bright spot. You know, I always, you know, every time I got over and I would watch you guys you guys were like the like one of the biggest bright spots because it was like, okay, whatever it is I, I that, that wasn't instilled in me, I can give it to them. And I already know, by the way, you guys pick it up, who's going to be, who I'm going to be able to plant seeds with and they'll pick it up and go further than I did. So it, it was just, it was just a big thing, just watching you guys as you guys progress. Um, by the time you got to high school, mm-hmm. did you know it would be basketball or football or, no, I was three. I was playing four sports. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was with four sports. I was football, basketball, track, and baseball. I settled on football after my junior year. I broke my ankle in football, so I missed my football season, and I came back during basketball season. But at this time, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was, you know, I was going to Simeon, and we had some boys on the tennis where this was D-Rose senior year. So when I say I was buried, that not only did, am I getting to the team late, I'm coming off an injury. Yeah, I'm buried at the opposite end of the bench, and I just didn't feel like the chemistry. <clears throat> Excuse me. So after that, I kind of was like, ah, it's cool. I'm just going to stick to football. I got a scholarship for football. I'm just devote all my time into football. Okay. Now, granted, I wish I would have kept playing baseball, basketball, because that athleticism that you learn from basketball, second to none, you're not going to learn that on no football field. I'm sorry. It's just two different sports with two different makeups, two different chemistries. Absolutely. So I am upset with myself and stop playing basketball, but I am grateful that I got a chance to go get in the weight room because I was frail. I got to college still frail, but, you know, I was frail and needed to, <laughs> to really bulk up for high school too. So uh, my junior year in high school, after breaking my ankles, when I really decided uh, – you know, I was just going to stick to football. Okay. So I didn't know that you had played uh, baseball. Oh, yeah. So I was a catcher. I played catcher at first base. Okay. In baseball. and track, I ran uh, the 200 and the 4 by 2 relay. And I uh, shot put in the discus. And, and basketball, you know, I was just garbage man. You know, whatever whatever needed to be done, just put me in the game, coach. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to make it happen. Yeah. You was long enough to play. I mean, to play uh, basketball. So yeah, no, I, I actually was. I actually was progressing pretty well. Like I said, I just knew I wasn't for to get on the court, and I just knew that football was practicing was for to start practicing like another month or two. I'm like, which I could be playing. I could be getting better playing football than sitting on the end of the bench. And 
that was actually the conversation me and my football coach had. It was more so like, what are you like? You just, what are you doing? You're not doing anything. You're not getting better. So can, I, can we pause for one second? My wife is called. My son's going extremely crazy. Sorry about that. We back. We back. We go ahead. So you did baseball. You ran a you ran track. You were trying to do basketball. Basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were so deep at the bench. You wouldn't have seen a lot of day. So by what what year is it? Sophomore or junior? Year? Junior year. This is my junior year. So uh, my junior high school conversation with my coach. You know, he was basically trying to get me to understand that not necessarily wasting away, but I'm wasting my time because essentially. So the story goes like this, walking down, walking to class and he like, hey, Nate, come in for a second. He's a security officer. He said, Nate, it was me coming my team. And he said, y'all come in for a second. He said, Nate, how many NBA teams is it? I said, I don't know. He said, it's 30. He said, how many NFL teams is it? I said, I don't know. He said, it's 32. He said, how tall are you? I said, 6'2", and some change, maybe 6'3". He said, okay, how many 6'3 centers in the, in the NBA? I'm like, I don't know. He like none. He said, "Okay, I got another one for you." Since you don't want, since you still think you can go to NBA, he say, "How many people on the NBA roster?" I say, "Like what? 15? He was like, "Uh, I think he said like twelve to fifteen or something like that." And he said, "How many people on the NFL roster?" I say, "50." I knew this. I like fifty-three. He said, "Bet." And then he said, "Okay, now you do the math." And then he just walked off like dramatically and just left. Mm. And, le- and left me there to do a math number just, just basically to tell me that like yeah I get like you got this hoop dream but what kid from Chicago don't have a hoop dream you need to understand what you have at hand and and use that and excel like that not saying you're gonna go to an NBA or the NFL but it's gonna be a better option it's more people that look like you in the NFL than it is that look like you in the NBA. Cause he broke down how many NFL, how many NFL linebackers, defensive ends is your measurables or will be your measurables when you're projected to, you know, yeah. cause who know, I could have had a growth spurt. Like I was only a junior, you know, people grow over some all the time, but at that point in time. It ain't happened for me, but. You know. It ain't happened for me clearly. <laughs> so that's that. Yeah. Um, and overall, for those who are listening, I think in the NBA, there are only 450 spots available for players oh yeah it's 2000 so something it'll be a very very hard fought road to get there um and a lot of times we look at these players and we say oh i could beat that player in a one-on-one that guy is there in that position for a reason he may not be lebron james he may not be kevin durant but the fact that he's on that roster says something more about him than it does about you mm-hmm. he's there for a reason and probably in any pickup game your local YMCA or, or or one of these leagues out here, if he could probably give you 40, 50, 60 points easily. Easy. He's on that team for a reason. You know, he may be riding the bench or he may do garbage time or he may be out there to play defense or take fouls and shit, but that guy is there for a reason. And in any game, because I've seen it, I've seen these pickup games where you go, man, that got trash. I seen him play on such, such, such in the league. And then he get out there and he go for 40. He go for 30. But mm-hmm. that's not his job in a league to do 30 right. or 40 points. Because he's on a person, he's on a team with a person or two people that can put up those type of points. Exactly. So gotta know but, your role. Yeah, yeah. You got to know your role. You got to know your role. So you graduate. Yep, graduated Simeon in 08. 
left there with a full ride to the University of Illinois in Shafir and Urbana. Okay. So I went there. Zook boy, Ron Zook came and recruited me, uh, sold me a, uh, a lie, for lack of better words. <laughs> uh, I get to school, and it was everything that I didn't think it was going to be. Had an excellent time in school, educationally-wise, partying-wise. Really had a great time. Football, not so much. Um, I got there. <clears throat> Perception versus reality. Okay. Didn't really understand this at this time. Really didn't even grasp that concept till later on in life. My perception was what they was telling me was that I was going to come in. I was going to be the man. Cool. So I'm thinking I'm going to come in and I'm going to be the man. Reality was that they was telling that same line to everybody that they was going to be the man. Selling a dream. When they already got the man there. So I get there. <laughs> buried on the depth chart yet again. Freshman year. Fourth string. Not even like barely taking reps in practice. Ain't no problem, my red shirt. Sophomore year, get on the field a tiny bit playing special teams. Like, can I play defense? I can, but they got other people who can play defense on this time. I was only playing two special teams, worked my way up to three or all four core by the end of the year. Third year, things are starting to look great. Competing for the starting job, I'm excelling, I'm doing good. But in spring ball, mentally, it just kind of wasn't clicking for me. So I was like, we call it mental errors. I led the team in mental errors, but I had production. Like, so clearly you can see I could play. I just didn't know what to do. Mm. So all summer, learning what to do, learning what to do, you know, really diving into the playbook, X, Y, and Z. Getting a car accident, trying to go to work. Um, I was on one of those motorized scooters. This chick turned down in front of me. She, I hit the wheel, the passenger side wheel hit the hood, slide up the hood. No, no bull. Or like these young boys say, no cat. I'm coming face down to the ground. Man, I'm looking at the ground. And I'm like, this is how for the checkout. Literally is what I remember saying. I'm like, this how for the die was what I told myself. And I don't know what, by the grace of God, put my hands down. Landed on my feet. Landed on your feet. Landed on my feet. This guy comes running from across this road and was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah. I was just like my rear. Like, I was like grabbing my side from when I hit the, the windshield. He was like, man, that was some of the most athletic, graceful shit I have ever seen. <laughs> I kid you not. He said, I don't know how you did it, but you did it. Wow. But in the process, I broke my foot. So now I'm missing time on the football field. Exactly. So I'm missing some summer workouts, X, X, Y, and Z. Come camp, my foot is still messed up. But the team did x-rays and everything, but it was negative. One damn practice, somebody fall on. Something happens where they like, nah, we got to go x-ray it again. I've been playing with a broke foot the whole time, training on it, everything. Foot broke, clear as day. So now, right when I'm right there, wait, 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 like you playing with a, a broke foot the whole time. You mean like even before the accident? No, no, no. The accident broke Act it. Okay. The okay. first X-ray didn't show it. Okay. They they just uh let me work my way back up into training and everything. When it started feeling better, kind of find out my foot was broke the entire time. So how did how did they not see that? The they, when they re-X-rayed it, they did a CT scan this time, and the CT scan showed that the bone was broke and it started calcifying. So when they saw the calcif the calcif 
calcium buildup on the edge of the bone, they knew that it was broken previously. Yeah. And they went back. It was like, nope, it was broken at this point right here. It just got misdiagnosed. Wow. So I, I miss out on the starter. It, this is so pivotal because at this point, I'm about to take the starting job mm. in camp. In camp. And I, I, I get hurt, and Coach Zook's word was one of his favorite lines was, you cannot lose your job due to injury. You can't. You can't lose your position and you can't lose anything. When you get hurt, if you come back a two, if you get hurt a two, you're going to come back a two. If you get hurt a starter, once you're deemed healthy, you're going to start. Actually, when I came back, when I came back from, I, when I came back from uh, being hurt, I was back buried on the bench. But he just told you that. You can't lose your spot. And though. then on top of that, he they rushed me. Once they found out my foot was broke, they kind of let me like, you know, heal up, uh, rehab, X, Y, and Z. The starter got a DUI. They rushed me back from my injury, didn't even play me. Two games in a row. I'm on the sideline. Hurt. I remember when the first game I played, I can't even keep my shoe on my foot. My foot hurt so bad. Mm. Like literally, but I'm out there like trying to rush myself back for you guys. Special teams all year. I end up I end up transferring that year. Wow. So and so I end up transferring. That was 2010. Was my last year, Illinois. 2011, January. I'm at Illinois State. So did you in the process of you healing his foot? Did you just work on rehab and just say I'm not going to worry about playing ball? No, I, I no no no. I rehabbed and once I got healthy, um, I I just was playing special teams. I just never got on the. I played probably 20 snaps of defense all season that year. In 2010, and then the kicker to that was Zook told me he knew what had happened. Let him have it because he could see, like, I'm now, I, like, by the end of the season, like, it's visually you can visually see my frustration with everything, it's growing. Yeah, so of course, you know, me, I try to chop it up with him. I tell him my frustration. He said, You know what? Here's what I'm gonna do for you. We got a bye week coming up before, like, our last two, like, Big Ten games or something like that. I'll let you and Stapes compete. For the uh for the second banded spot for that game, all we can practice. But why are we competing for a spot that's supposed to be mine? I ain't even care about that. I, I would that that's that was my argument all year. At this point, I'm just happy to think I'm gonna get a, happy to get an opportunity. Okay. We come practice. We come. I'm running show. I'm running scout team cards all week. Never even got the opportunity. So he lied to me again. So after that point in time, I'm like, nope, got to go. Because the first time, because earlier that year, I had said, I'm for the transfer. I told my, she's my wife now, but we were dating in college. I told her, I said, no, I'm for the transfer. I can't do this. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it to the NFL, but I want the opportunity to make it to the NFL. And I'm not going to do that only playing special teams. And so, like, October, I'm like, yeah, sweetheart, I'm going to have to transfer. She talked me out of it. Talked me out of it. After that last situation happened, you had to balance. No, I had to stick. I had to stand on my manhood. And I, 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 I had to. And I was like, sweetheart, I know this is a tough decision, but I got to go. And I bounced. And I went to ISU the next spring. I'm surprised during that time, being from where you from, Nate, you didn't start hurting people, like doing practice or slapping the shit out the coach or something like that. Oh, no, I just... I uh I actually did what we're getting into altercations like verbal altercations, but it wasn't. That was more so when I when I first got to school. I got to a fight like I got to school Sunday. I fought Thursday. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe, yeah, I, I fought before that first weekend, like literally like fist fight, like two, three rounds. Okay. And that was like an ongoing saga just because I, you know, just mentally how you condition and you got yeah. to break off. Where you come from? I know, look, hey man, I know where you from. It's still about a struggle to this day. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, wait, wait. So you you have great maturity. So there are part, there's a part of you that probably already turns on and goes, this, is, this, not, this isn't worth it right now. Oh yeah, and so that's I'll just, and, I'll just let mm-hmm. you have it. Yeah, uh, I, I understand it because I there are times I know I'm older than you, probably twice your age, but there are times for me where it turn it starts to turn on, but then another part of me starts to speak up and it goes, "Is it worth it? Like what mm-hmm. you are, what you are about to do isn't worth it because if it's not, you're about to make a fool out of yourself and your family." Yep. And I and I never wanted and that was one thing about me I never wanted to embarrass my mom or dad <laughs> like I never wanted but I didn't want to be the reason why they gotta go bail somebody out or so like like I said I got into fights all the time even in, like like it's just a part of growing up but it's also at a point of time you said at maturity level I start asking myself a lot earlier is it worth it because now for me in high school. You know, my fights can get swept under the rug because of the school. But if they spill out into the streets, you know, now college coaches just gonna come asking, you know, why you keep getting to all these altercations? Yeah. Are you a problem child? So cool. Now I gotta keep my nose clean in high school. Fine. Yeah. And the thing Don't about it is because you are from the from the city of Chicago, it's easy for things to go left. Quick. Just because if it's a it's a it's a verbal altercation can turn into mm-hmm. a, a very fatal incident. And we definitely didn't want that to happen. Yeah, um, that would definitely destroy any dreams, any ambitions that you had to do anything, and it'd have been another lost soul that I'd have been very sick about and very upset about. Yeah, so it's just you know keeping that self in check. They always understand that you know it's some greater good that's gonna come down the line if I keep myself in check today, and that's just kind of how I, I try to operate that. Like you know, and that's with that same mindset today. Was some make me upset? You no, know, I allow it to make me upset, but my reaction is really is really gauged based, you know, based upon my life. I don't want to now, I don't want to embarrass my wife or my son. Like I want to be there for the rest of my life seeing him, if you get what I'm saying. So Absolutely. I'm not gonna try to take my I'm not gonna try to do anything to jeopardize taking me away from seeing him every day because I think it's pretty dope. <laughs> like yeah. you feel me? Yeah. And so. the thing about it, I'm gonna tell you, I don't know if I told you this um when I was doing the youth program out of the church, but I'll tell you now, if I didn't tell you then, you are the reflection of your wife and your son and they are a reflection of you. So you you are a representative of them and not just that, but you are a representative of your dad too and your mom. So mm-hmm. when you're out, you have to ha- have the standard be very high for yourself and people see that. And then when your wife is out, everybody see that same standard. So um, you, I, I would like to say that you've done a good job. I appreciate that. I really yeah. do. You know, I strive, for, you know, just to, when I leave the room, I don't have to say nothing. It's just, you know, I just want to leave a good legacy. That's all I want to do. Like That's literally it. just leave a good That's legacy. 100%. I, I ain't, I ain't got to change. I probably won't change the world. Like, but if I leave a good legacy, I'll be a-okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. And um, that's one of the biggest things that actually matter is that you leave something that, is accessible and people can see the standard and they can see the inspiration and the motivation that you did leave through mm-hmm. you and yourself, your talent, your works that you leave behind and through, you know, the family that you leave behind, the organizations or the, 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 the programs that you may leave behind. That, that legacy 
is something that that will live on forever. So you get to Illinois State mm-hmm. in 2011, spring. Um, so I'm there, and it's different. Basically, the best way I describe this to people is I took a pay cut, not literally, but because we I wasn't getting paid like literal money, but yeah. scholarship wise, like it was like legit a pay cut. Okay. Um, I had a full ride still, but the monthly money we our stipend money was tremendously different. Um, I, so I had to like really like reevaluate everything. Um, our football, like I went from one A, Big Ten to one double A, and then I went I went to the best conference in one double A, but at the time it wasn't the best. It's not the best program. Okay. Like they were like, it's 120 teams at the time. And it was 120 teams. They were rated 118th out of total defense. Like they were rated like that's how bad they was. But my mindset was I'm for the go here and I'm going to be the reason why y'all going to be good. Plus it was close to my lady, like 45 minutes away. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. And, uh, so that was another reason why I went there. And uh, so I get there in 11 and, you know, me and my homie, Evan, we both transferred from Illinois, both played linebacker. And, you know, I don't want to say that, you know, we was the reason, you know, that the team was top five defense the next year, but. Facts is facts. Facts are facts, you know. Yeah. And I went there with one thing on my mind and one thing only. I wasn't even trying to make friends. I was there to get my education. You was at a wreck shit. You was at a wreck shit. <laughs> Straight up. No, no questions asked. And that's yeah. all I wanted to do. Yeah, at that point you became you knew you was a wrecking ball. You knew what your job was. You transfer. You like, look, this has to work out. It got to. I'm not going. I'm not going, I'm not going here on no games. I don't have to be friends with nobody. The coaches ain't gotta like me, but I'm going on out here on this field, and people gonna understand who I am and what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. And I went there, and they gave my homie number three. They gave me ninety-one. I was like, nah. So I went to coach's office. I like, y'all got what other single digits y'all got open? They had number one and number four open. I said, well, let me get number four. He <clears> said, are you going to prove me wrong? I say, nope. And I'm going to get, and I'm going to have straight A. Well, not straight A. I said, and I'm going to have good grades. Yeah. Yeah. Honor roll student. Mm. And I balled on the field. Mm. So it was just like, because like I went there with a purpose. And I almost mad at myself because I felt like that same purpose. Maybe if I didn't have my struggles in Illinois, I wouldn't have found a purpose. So I'm grateful for it. You know, yeah. I just get frustrated because if I had that same drive or whatever it was, that opportunity, that's all yeah. it was, the opportunity. Maybe trust. you just needed something to, to, to push that, that that burning desire further. And exactly. for me, I would think that it's just me thinking. I would have thought that coming from the, the environment that you come from and seeing all the things that you've seen would have automatically just made you go to uh you of I or whatever and just and just go wild just 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 wreck shop through everything I did my confidence got snatched I I didn't even touch on that my I lost my confidence I'm not even gonna lie to you like these coaches are ruthless like and like if because they like their trust is everything like when it comes to because you don't know what like I know what I'm putting on the field on a film but if you're not gonna put me in a game to showcase what I can do how am I going to start believing? What am I going to start thinking? So that's what I started struggling with my freshman year to the point where it's my first meeting on campus. Like yeah. that Monday, I got the, I got the campus June 8th, it's June 9th. We in meetings. 
and we trying to set the defense on the screen. So I'm like trying to turn and face the defense in the meeting because I'm kind of trying to, it's new to me. I never watched film before, CPS yeah. kid. So I'm like yeah. turning and I turn and face the offense because as a fan, you always watch offense. You don't look at defense. So I turn face the offense and I said the defense wrong. And he was like, excuse my language. He was like, um, he said, it's down left, you dumb bitch, turn around. <laughs> Mind you, I'd have been MF before, I'd have been everything, but it's just almost, and then I don't want to throw race into it too. And his accent on top of it, just really, it just really like was bad. It was just real bad. And that was just how he was with me the entire time. I would say this though, the word bitch growing up in Chicago, that'll get you in some shit. Telling the man that. No, exactly. And that's why, and that's why it kind of caught me off guard. And it's just like, like I was frustrated to the point where I was like, I can't, I, I can't say anything. I can't do anything. I got to You could. You could. I could, but I wouldn't be here. You could. Or you could have just put them to the side and say, hey, I know this is what you're doing. This is how you've been running this the whole time. Yeah. But we not going to do that. Where I yeah. come from, we ain't, we don't do that. And if you yeah. do it again, we're going to have a different type of conversation. Mm-hmm. My 18 year old self wasn't saying that. I wasn't yeah. even thinking. Like, I wasn't even thinking yeah. like that because I'm thinking like red. Like, it, I'm, yeah, I, I, I know. I know where you was at. I know where you was at. But me, being a, being the type of person that knows how to talk to people at that time, especially yeah. when it's about to get violent, and mm-hmm. I know what I'm, I'm about to be capable of, you will hear that right before I do it. And then once that happens, is I told you, I told we had you, this bro. conversation already. Yeah, we had this conversation already. I told you what was going to happen. And you 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 cross the line again, and this is where we are. Yeah, understand. Yeah, so, but you you at Illinois State, yep, start exactly. wrecking shop. Yep, so I'm, I'm guessing shot. while you're there, at that point, the rest of the team starts to gear up with you too, right? The the, the yeah. defense, oh, the deep like man, like they see. I don't know, like they just it's almost like oh shoot, well we got to match him where he at, and then they hear the coaches praising me, but they really ain't praising me because. They used to be hard on me because they knew they couldn't praise me because the other kids who was there started feeling some type of way. Because even when I got the starting job out the gate day one, it caused the divide. It caused some. It caused some ruckus on the team. Me and my homie both play outside linebacker. We both day one pencil down starters. But that's that's fine though. That's you're fine. Not there, you're not there to be friends. Like, I wasn't there. Therefore, came to wreck that shit. That's it. Point and line. that's and that's and that's why I didn't care what was going. Them all that crying and the whining in the linebacker room, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Because guess what? <clears throat> when my play starts suffering, then y'all can say something. So they just met us where we were at. It was uh me, Evan. Uh, we had another transfer, Shelby, who came in from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. We had a uh, Big Al who transferred from Buffalo. Um, that was our D line, and we had Colton Underwood who was the bachelor like two years ago. That's my dog. So he, he made it to the league too. So we had four D1 transfers and Colton all on our D line. And uh I I was double digit, like we all was close to double digit sacks. Like it was just was like we all just oh, yeah? yeah, like everybody was bought. Colton That's ended crazy. Up, Colton had more sacks than me. All, Colton ended up being like all all American two years in a row. I never hit all American, never even got first team all MVC. But I just because <clears throat> that's how stacked our team was, like literally. I, I got the intensity level there, but like my senior year, I could have been getting double ten. I can't. I don't know what it was, but all them other boys were shining. Yeah, I still ball. Like yo, keep him, keep him out of here. I still yeah. balled, but like they were like balling, balling. Yeah, 
Yeah. But it just, you know, that I like you said, I came there to wreck shop and I just was like, F it, I'm for the go. People started matching our intensity, our offense started rolling, and we we got snubbed out the playoffs my junior year. My mm. senior year, we almost won the championship. We made it to the uh Yeah, we made it to the quarterfinals because we have a playoff system in FCS. So we made it to the quarterfinals. Lost to Eastern Washington on some fluke stuff. Okay. But um, did you at any point in time with the linebacker squad? Did you all? Did you guys ever had that conversation? Like, look, we ain't got to be friends because I, but I did yeah. commit a wreck shit. Yep. But my senior year, because the me and uh, the one linebacker I knew didn't like me were with the defensive captains. So I told her, like, bro, look, we ain't got to like each other, but we got to get along for this team, point blank, period. And to this day, man, we see each other. We still do not, but we cordial with each other. But, you know. I still I, don't get along? No, I think because I think he a hoe. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be flat, I'm going to be flat out honest with you because that's just what it is. And I'll tell him to his face. Because we even train together in the off season. Okay. And he, and he was doing all that female stuff then. It's like, bro, like, we both in the league, like. What's the problem? Like you made it, like chill. Yeah, yeah go use that aggression or what? Them yeah, emotions, like, them weak I'm emotions not, for playing. Like we in here, we in here conditioning, but I'm not in competition with you. Like, yeah, we trying to stay on the field, my guy. I'm trying to stay healthy, bro. I'm trying to start. I, I this ain't, racing you ain't for to help me start. <laughs> so it was just one of them situations. Okay, so at what point uh, did you know that you would? Did you enter, or did they tell you? That you would do or what pick you would be in a draft? Uh so uh I had agents hitting me up. I had my agent uh at the time, he um flew me out to Tampa to train. Um I had an idea. So I'll say to you like this, let me start over. I didn't know I was gonna get drafted. I didn't know anything. Okay. I knew I had a shot at being in camp at some capacity, whether it was tryout, free agent, draft. I knew I was gonna be in somebody's rookie mini camp. That's what I did know. I went and trained to Tampa, came back to Chicago. I did a new pro day at Northwestern. P- didn't run great at all. Um, but I, my everything in my 40 was trash. But I tested everything else was good. Um, wait, wait, back. stop. Tell me about this 40 yard. It was a 48. It was a 48. Okay. That was trash for me because I was clocking four fives. Four five, like my fastest forty time when I was training was a four five one. So I, I, how did you get all the way up to a four eight? I just was I tested bad. Like I said, I think I was too nervous. But okay. what I from what I heard from uh, when I came back, the people who uh, the other player told me I popped up. I didn't stay in my uh, drive phase long enough. They said as soon as I came out, I popped up and tried to turn. Oh, over. instead of you. Instead, you yeah, they told me I popped up and tried to turn over. But I at my pro day, I ran a four six. So. Okay. At two fifty, and all this was at two fifty, the heaviest I had been in a, uh, my whole life. I only been like two twenty, two thirty. I played at two thirty. So I come back. I do Northwestern Pro Day. I do my pro day, and um, I remember pitching a fit because the Packers wanted to see me do a sixty yard shuttle. Never did the sixty yard shuttle. Then I'm talking about like I'm like this a bullshit. Like I'm really like. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it because you asking for it, like really not trying to be defiant because I don't want to come off that way. But it's like, I'm letting you know this for to be bad because I ain't never did this before, but I do it because you asking me to. So explain that to me what it is. So a 60 yard shuttle is just 
it's called the long shuttle. You go five yards back, 10 yards back, 15 yards back. And the only reason why I was complaining is because it's all about your steps, your like your swipes, everything. I just, I didn't know how many steps it was going to be to here or what arm to touch here. It was just like the mechanics of it. And so mm-hmm. I was just all over the place with it and which is going to mess your time enough. So I knew that, which is why I didn't want to do it. Still do it anyway. Lo and behold, uh, drive come around. It's drive weekend. Um, I'm in school still because I'm doing my internship trying to graduate. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go to the NFL. I said, uh, I got I got real nervous. I was like, yeah, I don't think this for me. I'm going to just go to school. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, for the, I'm for the role in the accelerated nursing program at ISU. They got one of the top accelerated nursing programs. I'm going to do that. Think about probably trying to become a doctor later on because, you know, I was already a health major. So I'm like, cool, bet. Science, I got the prereqs, fine. Like, let's go. I said, you know what, Nate? I got all the way to the midnight office. I think I got the application. I said, you know what? Don't fill it out just yet. Wait till the weekend's over with. Once the weekend's over with, you're going to know if you need to turn it in or not anyway. Yeah. So I go home for the weekend, and me and my lady, we still dating, my wife now. Uh, it's her, somebody, somebody in her family birthday weekend. So I knew I wasn't going Thursday because that's first round. Friday was second and third round. No, at this point in time, Saturday, I think it was second, third, second, third, and fourth. So I knew it was probably like it was an outside chance because I had a fourth round grade, fourth to sixth round grade. So it was an outside chance. I remember being at my little brother baseball game. I get a call from the Bears. I'm like, oh, oh, the Bears called me. Let's go. It's the position coach. She's like, yeah, just, you know, just want to let you know that we got an eye on you, duh, 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 X, Y, and Z. I'm like, okay, bet. Like, so it's like I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I stay on. I say cool. Okay, I ain't get drafted today, but it's hope for tomorrow. Yeah. Bears take the same green with a a linebacker, I think in the fifth round. I said, Well, they ain't taking me now. Yeah. So I'm chilling. So now I'm starting to stress because that's the only team I had talked to on the phone up until that point. So I cut the draft off. I'm at my lady house. I say, you know what? I'm gonna take a nap. She was getting ready because we're on our way to a birthday party. She comes and like does some silly stuff and like jump in the bed and jump on me and kind of wake me up. And I'm like, what is you doing? <laughs> so she FaceTime her sister and then my phone rang. And I'm like, I look down, it's 920 area call. I'm like, oh, that's Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. I answer the phone. I'm like, hello. They said, hey, Nate, this is uh who was it I talked to first? It was uh not the GM, it was uh the football director, football operations guy. I was blanking on his name. He said, Matt Klein. Matt Klein for to put you on the phone with uh so-and-so, the GM, uh Ted Thompson. So Ted get on the phone. He said, Ted, Nate. He said, Nate, how you doing? I said, I'm doing good in your cell. He said, I'm doing good. He said, How's your wrist? I had a scaphoid ligament. Uh I tore uh I had a pre-drive injury basically from a wrist injury from college. He say, how's your wrist? I say, oh, I was doing pretty good. You know, I got two of them. <laughs> you know, so man, we laugh about it. <laughs> like literally, I'm like, it's I, it's cool. Like what you want me to say is broke? No. Like, right. So uh, he said, okay, well, uh, we coming up on the clock here and, uh, and a couple picks and uh, we're thinking about making you our uh, 193rd overall pick in the sixth round. What do you think about that? 
He said, Nate, you there? I said, I'm talking, but ain't no words coming out of my mouth. I said, that's just how excited I am. Like, cause I was like, <laughs> like, like, yes, like when, when Chris Tucker found that, uh, that, that ticket and, uh, all about the Benjamins yes. <laughs> and his wallet, the lottery ticket, and he would just, ah! that's literally was me. Yeah. I think that was Chris Tucker. Anyway, but I think uh, it was Omar Epps and uh, Omar, there, right? uh, Mike Epps. That was Mike Epps. Mike, 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 Mike Epps. Yeah, Mike Epps went crazy. But uh, so I got drafted and uh, I was in Green Bay two weeks later. There it is. Mm-hmm. During Thank this you. period, are you still keeping in contact with uh, a couple other people that we, we, we know? Uh, Jess, the only one I had did at the time I had hit it on was Deron, but I had to talk to him in some years. Um, other than that, no, I haven't. Nobody. I like it. Once I moved, once I left and went to college, mm-hmm. I came home Christmas, not spring break, a week in the summer. I never came. I basically never came home. Like I never, because when my mom dropped me off at school, I told myself that I was going to never move back to her crib. Yeah. That was like, kind of that, how I That's how determined. That's how determined I was to make some of myself, and I was so mad because I had to live with her one summer doing doing when I was in the NFL because I I only needed like somewhere to stay for three weeks and I didn't want to sign a lease. But boy, that was a rough three weeks. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Um. So you 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 didn't talk to Duran none at none of this time. No, nah, I haven't. Not not he just not doing college. None. I, he just Damn. popped up, in, and he just popped up in the NFL. I knew he was at Northern. I'm watching him because I'm like, that's the homies from around the way. We played against each other in high school, if I'm not mistaken, because he went to MP. Okay. Or we, or we just missed each other, or we just crossed paths. I remember playing against him. Actually, we played against. It was my senior year because he was way younger than me. It was my senior year, and he was either a sophomore or a freshman in high school. And then I knew he went to Northern. So I always kept an eye on him. Then I seen he had got the, uh, he had signed with the Chiefs as a PFA. So like, and that's when we ended up bumping to each other during the preseason. And I was just like, man, that's crazy. Like, that's really crazy. Yeah. He was, I I, I, I love talking to him too, man, when, when he would be around. When he was yeah. in high school. I love yeah, talking, man. Love talking mm-hmm. to you guys. Because I, I already knew what I was looking at. I was like, oh, I'm not going to even say too much more to them. I think they, I think they, yeah. they going to get it. Hey, you got a glare. It. You have a glare. That's the sun creeping in. Let me uh yeah. It's, it's creeping in on me. You can probably tell like I got the shiny yeah. face and everything. My it's, bad. I'm all it's gleaming on me too. If the turn is getting me, yeah, it's one o'clock it's coming through the window. Yeah, it's it's over here all on me, man. I'm <laughs> sweating and everything. Me too. That's why I just wipe my forehead. Yeah. yeah. But uh so, I would love to talk to Bobby though, backboard Bobby. All right, man, love to see where he at. I ain't seen him since uh high school, really, uh high school time. Probably a little bit out of high school. I know he was doing pretty well from his himself around that time, just like scholastically. But uh hey, I haven't I haven't spoken to uh not too many of them. Like I'll see him in passing. Yeah. We'll we'll shake hands and we'll we'll chop it up. Um like I haven't seen like Marcus, Romel, all those guys in, in a very Yeah, I'm not like I'm not even in, like I'll even go to the neighbor. My mom moved out. Couple years ago, actually no, she moved last year. Now that I think about it, because she never wanted to move. Really? She moved last year. Yeah, she never wanted to move. She was mm-hmm. cool where she was staying at, and um, 
I just never really, she would come visit me all the time. I just never really went over there like that. And um, like, I just, mm, I, did, I just used to see some crazy. I, it, it really, I stopped going over there that one time when I was almost, was fit to get robbed. I'm almost 100% sure I was fit to get robbed. <laughs> I'm like literally a thousand percent sure because I saw the gun and I saw the dude walking towards me. And I, that was like when I told when my mom was like, "That's it, you're not coming over here no more." Like I'm almost a thousand percent sure it was. Was this pre pre uh, league? No, was, or? Uh, I'm in the NFL. What were you riding around they, in? Uh, my lady, I was in the Audi. I was in my wife's car at the time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they first yeah. saw a tall guy. Was like, yeah, tall guy looked like a Vic. Never seen him in this neighborhood before. <laughs> <laughs> so come over here looking tough looking tough shining like we're gonna have to tighten them on up and it's cool because yeah. i saw the i man i just remember coming out the building and it was two dudes sitting on the corner it was one dude squatted down and it was one dude sitting in his car with his feet in the street so i'm already on high alert yeah so i'm kind of looking and i'm not so i see the dude he kind of like stand up and he's like explaining a story to the guy that's in the car so then next thing you know, he was like, I had the gun. I was like, pow, pow. So now I see the gun. I dropped the car keys. I dropped my car keys. I'm like, damn. I get my keys and I walk. And then as I stand up to get the keys, he looking at me. He spin. And now I don't see the gun no more. I'm like, okay. So I'm walking to the car, but I'm kind of like not trying. I don't want them to see I'm looking at them, but I'm trying to like get to the car. And alert. Yeah. 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 As I as I'm walking to the car, he starts walking towards me. I'm like, oh shoot. I get in the car as fast as I could. I don't even think I backed up barely enough just to clear the car. I'm even in the reverse camera. I still see him coming yeah. in the reverse cam. I'm like, Bleh! pull straight off the street. Didn't even stop at the stop sign on uh 62nd and uh oh, got it. Yeah, I just Kept going, kept going, made a left, and called my mom when I was like a half a mile away. Like, mom, 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 you got to move. Yeah, can't do this no and more. And that was like three years. That was like three, four years ago. Yeah, that was about three years ago. Okay. Okay, as long as you're staying safe, man. You know, oh, yeah. You and the family are always taught priority. Self-preservation yeah. is the first law of nature as well. So mm -hmm. um, you have to make sure that you take care of yourself. Always. Yeah. So are you into any book reading? Uh, not really. My wife tries to get me to read some books. I've read uh Tony Dungy's um book about marriage. I've read a couple of yearly uh what's those? What you like um Bible books where it's like a different verse every day. Okay. Um, I've read one of those. Uh, I've read uh Golf is Not a Game of Perfect. I read some of Super Rich by uh, Russell. Russell Simmons, I want to say. I think it's called Super Rich. Okay. I've read, uh, my wife's trying to get me to read The Four Agreements. Four Agreements. I've heard about that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what else? I got a couple. Um, they right here. Uh, I started this father book, but it, it was basically telling me what I already knew. The expectant father. All Relentless, uh, Tim uh, S. Grover. I, I need to finish that. That's uh, Michael Jordan's uh, trainer. 
It's yeah, just a book. Yeah. It's about yeah, yeah, really good book. Uh, it's called the one thing I read was a uh, Uncommon Marriage by Tony Dungy, uh, Uncommon Life by Tony Dungy. I read The Alchemist. That's uh, a good. That's a, that's an okay book. The ending, I'm not too. Yeah. Jesus, like, Jesus calling with the spiritual book. Golf is not a game of perfect and super rich. Yeah. Okay. But like I said, I'm not. I've gotten more into books outside of the NFL, but um, I'm a movie guy. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, don't blame me. You got the time to watch them. Watch them. Mm-hmm. I love movies. This is a show that I've watched recently on uh, Amazon Prime called McGraw Hill, uh, McGraw Avenue. Okay. Yeah, if you if you get a chance to watch that on Amazon, I'm about to check it's it like out because I'm it's looking like for a new TV episodes. show. Huh? Okay, I said I'm looking for a new TV show. I'm the type that somebody tell me a TV show, I'm gonna finish it in two days. Oh man, I can I can give you a few then. <laughs> like so, literally, there are times when I'm home a lot. You know, if I'm not working or anything like that, if I'm not doing this. So when I have like hours and hours of time, and I don't really want to be outside or be bothered with people, I sit at home and I find something to watch. Um, it's a yeah. show I, I watched called. Uh, first of all, did you w- watch uh, Lovecraft Country? Oh yeah, I find, I'm not a sci-fi guy, but I, my wife convinced, my homies convinced me. Yeah, I like really it. good. Was- didn't like the ending. Didn't like the ending. Okay. Didn't like the ending. Okay. okay. But it was a really good show. Really yeah, good show. I, I, it was a def- it was a dope show. I definitely did enjoy that. Um, and then what's that other one? Ozarks. Ozarks. If you didn't watch, man, that. they about to come back out. I, they I, or did they cancel it? I, it's I gonna be this number four, and I think they're done. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so uh be number four and done. Um, it's a few of my. I'll, I'll, I'll send. You, I'll send it. Yeah, to you. yeah. Like, yeah, just send them to me, and um, uh, cause I like I say, I I I wake up at five in the morning. My son will wake up to about seven, so I got about two hours. I ain't a rough the time of television yeah. to myself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I watched some some show called uh, Hellstrom on uh, what's the name of that service? Hulu. It's on Hulu, and, and that's pretty good. But I can't find the other seasons to that because I don't know if it got canceled or something. Uh, it yeah. just goes like that, man. It just they get like canceled that. out of nowhere. It just be random too. Yeah, yeah. So right now. As far as playing sports, are you still involved in the league, or are you you done? No, so uh, I played th- uh, so I played three years with the Packers. Then I got cut. Uh, played three years with the Titans. Right after that, and then I blew my knee out uh, in 2018. I had a ruptured quad tendon, something that's extremely rare. Um, don't see it a lot in young people. Um, didn't bounce back from it. I got a surgery scheduled in two weeks. I'm not trying to play ball no more. I'm just trying to hoop with my homies, go to the bowling alley, and chase my son around. That's literally all I want to do. Word. So Word. Uh, I got surgery scheduled in two weeks to, uh, to continue the process. I've already had two surgeries on my knee. Um, I'm probably potentially looking at two more. For the knee? For the knee, for the ruptured quad tendon. Okay. And um, like I said, I'm just – I'm going to coach at um, – at semi, I turned down two coaching opportunities this year um, okay. to help my father relaunch his trucking company. I do want to coach, um, so I'm going to uh, volunteer coach up at semi whenever the season comes back around with CPS. And um, that's just as far as involved um, in sports as I am at this moment right now, though. Okay. Like I would love to keep playing football, but I had to hang them up after last season. I mean, after my, I just my, I, if I left right now and I can't walk. Like it's bad. It's, it's just it's that bad. It's just yeah, bad. for me. So is so. What's it called? And explain I had, it. 
I had a ruptured quad tendon. So essentially, um, so you got your patella tendon, you got your quad tendon. The quad tendon attaches at the top of the knee, the patella tendon attaches at the very bottom of the knee. Essentially, the top of my knee, the quad, just sh basically the tendon ripped off from the kneecap, or if I'm explaining that right, the muscle and the tendon just separated. Wow. So it's four, it's four quad muscles. I tore clear through three of them and had only the fourth one attaching in the corner. My kneecap, so if we're looking like when I did it, my if this is my knee, my kneecap slid up about right here Damn on it. the outside of my knee. This is where my kneecap was at when the injury happened. Wow. So do they have to reset the kneecap? Yeah. So they had to they they had to reset. They brought the kneecap back with it because the tendon. So the tendon is actually what keeps your kneecap centered. Right. So by it uh, pulling, uh, snap, 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 and yep, it pulled to where that one yeah. was. Yeah. So they re-centered it, uh, anchored it back with three anchor. They drilled three holes through my kneecap and pulled it uh and pulled it down with some like super strong stitch, literally. Like they showed it was purple, like it's like thread, but it's really thick. And that's literally, it's how my knee is attached through the anchors, pulled back through. But you know, naturally, tendons want to heal back. So, but that's that. But the problem I'm having now is, no, is the, the cartilage behind my kneecap is gone. Mm -hmm. So just impact things, I just hurting. Like yeah. walking up the stairs, yeah. just I can't shuffle i can't do nothing lateral i can't run i mean i can run but it's gonna hurt even when i ride my bike now it hurts wow. and that's what i was really big into doing uh like i found a lot of joy in riding my bike since i've been done playing ball but i hopped on it the other day just to run up the street to the stove and literally i get the crank in it i instantly feel it right in the center of my knee i'm like mm. that's crazy man yeah the pain of all the injuries and, and those are the most severe that's the most severe that's the most severe one i've had it's one of the most severe for the knee i mean you can have other i'm talking about for you for you now. oh, oh yeah this the most one i about i bounce back from every injury i've ever had and i've broken my ankle twice i broke my foot i broke my jaw i had shoulder surgery my pinky ain't even that thing is bananas. <laughs> I see it. I see it. I see it. I got another finger that ain't even. Uh, oh, it's this hand. If you look at my index, this finger is really crooked. I broke this hand and played with it for like nine weeks. I've seen. And I've seen the guys the club. They tape it up the, and they yeah. just keep on going. Clubbed yeah, up. I, I, I done not played through some stuff, but <sighs> I ain't never. Just time heard. to hang it up. Yeah, it was. I was getting old. My body wasn't responding. I was. I was rehabbing my butt off. I was training my butt off, trying to get back. I was so close, and I go to get, I go to get cleared, and I don't. I was like, I had to take a test, a biodex test. I had to get like eighty five percent or eighty percent. My last test was like a seventy three, so that's how close I was, right? Mm -hmm. I go back like a, a couple weeks later, thinking I'm got it. My test was worse than the very first one I ever took because my body just started going reverting for some odd reason like to the point i was in tears doing certain stuff wow. stuff that i was able to do easily like two three weeks ago so from here what is there anything else that they can do for it or do you just have to make sure it gets well and then just leave it alone so they're going to go in and they're going to scope it again uh in a couple weeks and then they're going to also while they're in there they're going to assess the uh, cartilage damage behind the kneecap 
And from there, I have one or two options. I have one is if it's a small surface, if it's a small area, they can just shave that area down, take a piece of my cartilage or something like for my hip or something like that, grow it in the lab for like 40 days, 45 days, then reassert that back into my knee. That's one route. Or the second route would be if it's a large area, shave it all out, insert a cadaver's uh, cartilage into my knee. And, but you know, you if I'm not mistaken, you can face rejection with that, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So I'm hoping for the small biopsy, 45 day, put my own piece back in my body. Yeah, because I would wonder how like using a cadaver would work with a person. They really don't put them in athletes, and I'm not an athlete no more, but I'm still an athlete. Like yeah. normally they wouldn't put a, a cadaver or anything in an athlete. And I'm still flying under that radar, under that. No, nah, you can't tell me that I'm not going to try to go back to NFL next year. So you're not going to put a cadaver ligament in me. Yeah. I'm going to fight it as much as I can. Yeah, especially if you know that you feel good and you know that you're healthy enough to do it. The moment you start feeling it, you're like, all right, let me go check it out. Let That's me what I, I, was, I had. That, I, I literally had that revelation last night. I said, man, you're going to F around and get them two surgeries and you're going to wake up and your knee going to feel good. You're going to be like, oh, you still got it. Yeah. yeah. But have I, you ever thought about any type of uh, other ther- therapy for it? Um, in uh, the process? So, so I've thought about, um, I, I was still doing PT all the way up until like a, early September, but um, I thought about getting the ejections into my knees. Um, it's a couple different. I thought about the, uh, of course, everybody knows cortisone injection, cortisone, lidocaine, cortisone and the lidocaine combination. Um that they also hold on before so before you go forward if you did the cortisone a lot of lidocaine would you have to continue to do it no it would be like a let's see if this steroid solves your problem okay because i know from doing boxing i had to i did a i'm not gonna get into it but i had it in my hand yeah i couldn't i couldn't feel nothing when i was punching the whole time yeah and that's what and that's what and that's basically what they're trying to say they're gonna give the steroid to help it and the lidocaine, you know, is a non-anti-inflammatory. So um, that was one thing. But first, they wanted to do these round of shots. Basically, it's like WD-40 for your knees. It's supposed to put the cartilage back in your knees. But they have, it's like a threshold, like a height, weight threshold, where it's like once you pass a certain, like everything, it's like it's, the studies have shown that it don't work. And I've known people in the NFL that got it. One of my best, like my best friend, I was his best man in the wedding. Like, that's my boy. So I take his word over anything. He got it last year. He said, Nate, don't do it. He said, You're wasting your time. My own financial advisor, hooped, or he was a hooper overseas. He's like 6'11. He said, Nate, you're wasting your time. I know. So, with that in mind, I just know that I don't even want to waste my time and do the injections because it's just going to prolong the inevitable. If the surgery is going to be, because they say you can get all that and still have to get the surgery. It's not, that's not going to fix your problem. So I'm like, if it's not going to fix my problem, I want to fix my problem. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because so, you definitely want to try at least get back to riding that bike, being able to ride mm-hmm. bike with your kid, exactly. go running and jogging with them and everything. And just be able to walk like a regular person with your wife, you know? Literally. <laughs> like, it's funny, but I remember going back to Tennessee. They was like, they haven't seen me for a while. And they was like, oh yeah, and they you like one dude was like, you, you look exactly the same. You got a little funny walk now, but you look exactly the same. And it's like, literally, I walk funny now. And it's to the point where I stumble. Like, 
I'll, I'll fall because my knee give out. Like, like I feel like a klutz again. <laughs> oh, man. I remember yeah. them days, bro. Damn, man. I worked hard not to be clumsy. Yeah. So um, I'm just throwing this out there because I don't know. What about CBD oils? Would that, would that so work? So I did that. I used, So I actually have some upstairs. I used some CBD oils. Um, that helped in the short term. It helped. Okay. It kind of helped me stay off the anti-inflammatories. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So that was cool. That was cool with that. Um, but it's not. Honest, it doesn't give you a, a, a long enough relief. Unless I just wasn't taking it in a high enough dosages. Yeah, and that could that probably potentially could have been a thing. But you know, I fell asleep. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I rubbed the ointments on my leg. I tried. I tried some everything, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the CBD does work, but I use it in another way, uh -huh. um, and I'll be good all day, you know, because I understand the dosage and I mm -hmm. understand what to take when to take it. Understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they. Uh, so it, that's why in the NFL actually they um they took pretty much THC uh out of the uh street drug. They I don't even think they have a street drug testing policy no more now. Like you you can't cause so many athletes and everything. So many athletes was using it to like because I wouldn't take I don't take opioid opioids like yeah. family of drug addicts, heroin. I'm talking I come from a whole family of heroin addicts. Ain't gotta tell me, bro. Ain't gotta tell me. My wife begged after my quad surgery. I I done got through every surgery probably with one Viking and that the day like right after and that's it. Mm. My quad surgery, my wife was begging me to take them perfect sets because that's how like I was like crying in pain. Like Matt, like I was a little kid. I'm talking sobbing as a was I was 29. Yeah. She was yeah. like, you got you gotta take them pills. And I was and I took them for a week. And I just didn't like, I didn't like how they made me feel. And like, as soon as I got back to Chicago, I said, I'm done yeah, but, and, and not to, not to influence you to do it, but you know, that cannabis, it, it'll work miracles, man. Oh, no, you know, you can't influence me to do anything that I partake in myself. I mean, I'm retired now, so it don't matter to me. I can talk about it all you want. <laughs> See, okay. Can't nobody tell. I work for my father. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm just, I'm just saying, nah, and, hey. I, nah, and I respect, I respect, and I completely respect that. But yeah, nah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just letting I, you know. I'm clear. No, I'm in the there clear. are there are days when my knee or my shoulder starts giving me a fit, and it's just mm -hmm. like I know what this is. Let me go ahead and knock this one out the park, bro. Yeah, and my wife know it too. That's why she don't. That's why she don't bother me because, yeah, like I'm literally like. It's been times where I just wake up in the middle of the night. I can my feet hurt so bad. Like just walking to the bathroom, I'm like, yeah. God damn. Yeah. So like I ate like shoulder, just like my shoulder, this right shoulder elbow combo this last week, two weeks, like to the point where I'm like, I think I need to go to the doctor because I don't know what it's almost. I don't know if it's a pinched nerve. I don't know what's going on, but I'm losing feel like right now. All this is just like radiating. I don't know what's going on. I just I, I I stick with the natural healing. Yeah, I, 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 don't I, tell you, I don't mess with them pills. Mm -mm. No, not that. I don't touch that. I know uh one point when they did give me some pills, it made me more aggressive and it made my stomach hurt a lot. It oh yeah, it tears my stomach. It, it messes my stomach up and it puts me to bed. Like 
a <laughs> homie, a, a, a friend of mine, salute to him. He was the one that told me, I'm going to show you what strain is what. That way you know better on how to operate throughout the course. You got to, to text me that too. You got to let me know that that too. I got because you. I'm got telling you. you, I legit like it's like I I I just don't like taking pain pills because for one they gonna tell stomach. And at one point in time when I was training and rehabbing, I was taking ten or fifteen ibuprofen, Motrin a day with. Tylenols, and that's every day for five days, and that was for months. And then it throws off the swelling down. It throws off your chemical, it, your chemical balance, and all that stuff. And I was just mm-hmm. like, hell no, man. Um, and someone told me it was like, man, you act different when you be taking them pills. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, man, you be real loopy, or you be aggressive, like you you be want, you know, you be in a really bad mood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I gotta. And I was younger, I was younger. And he's like, man, I got. I told him like, I gotta stop. He's like, I got. I, Perfect thing for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and he was just like, do, do you partake? I was like, hell yeah. He said, okay, so now I'm going to introduce you to it on a level where you have a better understanding of this stuff. Oh, so God. you know what it is that you're doing and what to take and, and when to take it and everything. I said, so there's a difference? He said, got you. We're going we gonna to work it out. Yeah, I need to know that difference too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I, I didn't start partaking until... I'll be like I say, I grew up in a family of alcoholics and drug addicts. So I didn't have my first drink of alcohol. Let me not lie. I drank a sip of like Seagram's apple gin freshman year in high school. It was trash. Didn't drink again until I was 20 or 21 in college. Like legit, because I was so scared to become an alcoholic. I ain't smoked tree for the first time until I was like 25, 26, to a point where I was like, I'm established enough where I could take a risk. Yeah. Like yeah, they, I, they I, let I me go, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Like, and I was in Amsterdam too. Like, <laughs> like my first time out the country, and I'm in Amsterdam, and I'm not for the smoke. Yeah, yeah no, man, definitely. Uh, we 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 can we can definitely link up and and, and yeah. talk about it. Um, I know a very good person. Uh-huh. Um, that has uh treats, snacks, and stuff like nice. that. Um, you'll be all right, man. But for me, I'm not telling you that it'll work for you, but I know, no, for, I me, I know for other people who I've, who I've put into that, to that, uh, introduced them to that, they're, they're better now. Oh, no, better trust now. Me. I know I'm a, all for it. Cause I, I know one it. guy specifically, um, his wife thanked me and salute to, salute to my big, uh, to my big homie. I call him my big homie, just a big dude that played, that plays sports. But, um, <laughs> he did it and, before it happened, I guess I'm okay with telling this business. So I came to his house one time. He invited me over. Um, I, I get over there. I walk in the house. He's literally like six foot four, 260 pounds. And he has her slammed up against the wall and he's choking the life out of her. All right. So me being this little bitty guy, I'm like, bro, like, get, like, let her go. Like, get off of her. Like, what's going on? So I'm thinking the worst, like she cheated and he just found the guy in the house or something like oh, that. Yeah. It ain't even it ain't even nothing like it. She's like, dude, from him playing sports and being that goddamn big, he taking these pills and they driving him crazy. Like he think everybody in the house is against him. <laughs> mm. So I told him, I was like, yo, you go come with me one day, man. And he so sure enough, he did. We hung out. And I said, How many pills are you taking a day? He said, They give me a pill for this, a pill for this, a pill for this, a pill for this. He said, I had to take them twice a day. I was like, oh, no, we ain't, we ain't doing that shit. We yeah. Doing that shit. 
you ain't doing that. That's that's too much. I was like, that's why you ain't here paranoid and ready to hurt people. And he was like, you think so? I'm like, yeah, you got all these pills in your body and they you gotta balance this one. Up, yep. Want to bring you up, want to put you down. Yeah, he, and like your body's all over the fucking place. So we hung out and I said, give this a try. And he's like, man, I'm not doing that, man. I'm not doing that. I was like, man, I'm telling you, it'll, it'll probably change the way you, you know what I'm saying, the way you operate. Lo and behold, he did it. His wife thanked me like months later. She was like, why did you, what did you, what did you do to him? I was like, mm-hmm. I gave him, I told him what to do. She was like, he hasn't taken any of his pills. He actually flushed them down the toilet. What did you do? Hmm. So I told him, I, I told him, you know what I'm saying? Cannabis may help him out. And he took it. Yeah. And he, he been, he been <laughs> calm. He said, the, uh, she told me that the, uh, their relationship over the last 10 years has been a lot better and everything. So I was like, well, there you have it. Yeah. I, I think, cause for me, you know, it's just coming from playing like a such an aggressive sport and then coming exactly. from such an aggressive background. It's like it's at times when I have to realize that like I get not I don't put my hands on my wife, never have. Don't I don't don't ever plan on doing that. But it's times where I feel our arguments, I'm dry trying to drive home just a little too aggressive and all yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. and I I want to tone that down. It's just like I'd be like, ah, come on now, Nate, you gotta relax. Like yeah. This ain't football. Ain't nobody. She ain't trying to yeah. get. She just trying to let you know yeah. X, Y, and Z. She not trying to hurt you. She just trying, trying to, to have let a you dialogue. know. Nah, a dialogue. It ain't. So it's just. So I understand exactly where Big Homie coming from. Yeah, Big and, Homie. Uh, he fucking. Um, uh, she told me after after he had calmed down. She was like, "I'm gonna say it right in front of." Because she told me in front of him. Mm-hmm. He was like, "That wasn't the first time that he had done that." She said she started getting scared when she realized that this fool started picking her up off the ground he said usually it would be like something where he would just like shake her and let her go mm-hmm. but she said that's when she started getting worried when he started picking her up off the ground and putting her at eye level you know what i mean i was like big bro big dog you yeah. can't be doing that man mm-hmm. he was like man he's like you helped me out and i'm forever grateful for it they 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 super solid now super yeah no that's that's beautiful that's beautiful. yeah like like all his injuries and all that i think he still may go to do like rehab or something like that, just because you know all the injuries are so nagging, as you know. But um, yeah. he said overall he doesn't need the pills. He said because once it kick in, he good. He said yeah. he said I'd be, I'd be good all day, every day, man. Yeah, that's see, why I don't, I don't dabble in them. My even my counsel, I see a uh, counsel. You know, I'm real big on mental health. Like yeah. I I. I'm not going to lie. Like, I have really bad anxiety attacks. Like, I have them before games. I will have them before practice. Like, it was, like, it was to the point, like, almost crippling for me. Like, can't eat, choking up, tight chest. Like, that was me. And I fight my counselor right now to this day. He's like, Nate, you sure you don't want me to put? Nope. I don't need nothing from you. I don't want nothing. I don't. My doctors try to give me pills. Like, like I got surgery. Like I said, I got surgery in two weeks. (laughs) They gave me my prescriptions already. It's this narcotic, that narcotic, this narcotic going down the toilet, that narcotic going down the Absolutely. toilet. But I'm not going to take none of that. Like, I, I'm, I, I think clear. Like, I don't want to be loopy. I don't want to be foggy. I don't want to be off my rocker. Like, walking around. Let, let, let me, let me, let me, Matt. Let me see what the pain is, and then I'll tell you what I need. Like, I, I just, I'm just not for all that medic, all that medicating. And I'm not gonna knock the doctors out there, but no, I'm not people- either. They're so quick to just give you pills, just throw you pills, and they they I, because they get paid for it, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're just handing out pills, you're not necessarily diagnosing a person the right way, realizing that 
you may be doing more harm to them and their family mm-hmm. than you are doing to help them out. You know what I mean? But um, I just know in the people that who I have given it to, it has helped. Um, I haven't heard any complaints yet. Only thing I've heard is one of the, the guys said he said he does too much, and I was like, yeah, that's your fault. That's just yeah, that's on you. That's, yeah, yeah. That's just consumption. Like you got good pockets. Yeah, for some people, for some people, you just need to maybe uh, inhale a couple times and chill. Some people need half a joint or something like that, and they and they're good. But mm-hmm. it's just the just knowing what it is that you need to to make sure that you you can focus and you can go about your normal and daily routine. But I know in that that example and another example, I know the two dudes that I I, I told and I uh, told them to check it out. They're, they're super good now. They they don't have headaches no more. Um, mm. their relationships with their wife and their kids and everything is excellent. So um, I'm just saying that to you and anybody yeah, We'll be able to talk about it. We'll definitely yeah. be able to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and I could, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I know I know some people that know some people. So yeah. Yeah. It, I think it, I think it'll work. So you mentioned Amsterdam. Yeah. Where else have you been? Ooh, I, so I've been to uh, Amsterdam. I've been to Turks and Caicos. I've been to Jamaica. I've been to Rome. I've been to Florence. I've been to Paris. I've been to Ch- Prague. I've been to Berlin. I've been to Munich. Munich, yeah, Byron Munich, because we saw Byron Munich play. So I've been to Munich. I've been to Cabo. You've been to quite to quite a few places. Oh, I I like so. I never traveled like my whole life. When I grew up, the furthest I've been was Wisconsin Dells. Like literally, that's all I knew. My first time getting on a plane was in college, going to play University of Wisconsin. So I told myself, if I ever got a chance to get some scratch. I'm going to spend some money on traveling and every year, every off season. That's what I did. Like passport tatted and I want it. And I'm mad now because I got a lot more free time to travel and we can't even travel. <laughs> like I'm hot, Crazy. but it is what it is. Yeah. Two, is there a message you would like to give to any youth or anybody that's listening about aspiring to reach goals and dreams? Uh, My only message would be honestly just, do what make you happy. And I'm going to be completely honest with that. Like, don't do nothing for nobody else. If you know, just, we always trying to do something to please somebody else. And we always forget about ourselves along the way. And this just related to life. This ain't got nothing to do with sports. And it's just, we got to start doing what makes us happy and just what we want to do. Because in the end, 20 years down the line, that's what's going to matter the most. What we're going to look back at our life and, and, and we're going to measure based upon like what we've accomplished. And if we help him, you know, if we, you know, putting ourselves on a back burner the entire way along the process, then we ain't going to never have achieved nothing that we want out of life. Like it sounds selfish, but along the way to get to the league, I had to put myself first. Like I had to stop coming home. I had to leave my family. I had to leave my girl who in turn broke up with me because I transferred. Like literally, like I had to make some tough decisions. But that's just all a part of just trying to, you know, just become the individual you want to do. So, you know, I just say do what make you happy. It's gonna be some tough decisions. Just live with the just live with the uh I don't want to say consequence because that sounds like it's a bad implying something's yeah. going bad. Just live Sacrifices with the results. Have to be made. Yeah, just live with the results, whatever happened. And if it's a bad one, then you know. You know not how to operate in the future 
and move on. And if it's a good one, you know how to operate and you know how to expand upon it, get that same goal achieved, or you just know how to behave in that same situation or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So just like I say, just do whatever it is that make you happy, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you for saying that just so people know um, that Nathan Palmer came from the 62nd Street Woodlawn community to mm -hmm. the league. Yeah. Did a lot of great, great stuff for himself, for his family, and will continue to do that. Are there any youth organizations or programs that you're involved in? So, yeah, actually, I'm glad you said that because I said, I said, made myself seem real selfish. I do host a free football, youth football camp every year. Um, I couldn't do it this year because of COVID. I was really super sad because we were going to have a backpack giveaway, softball game. We were going to do it big, but next year. But I have a youth football, uh, youth football academy that I do. Um, I also help with the Hero Foundation, which is the um, inner city uh, flag football, seven on seven football team. So um, I, uh, you know, I'll talk to them. Uh, I also help with up at Highland Park um, with the gym I used to train at. They have a uh, kids that uh, they have a program. It's called Beyond Sports, Beyond Sports Foundation. Um, I talk to those kids, so I'm really involved. I, like I love giving back to the community, uh, talking to the kids, just doing whatever for the kids. Um, so uh, I think that's important because, like, when I was their age, I had people who looked out for me, i.e., you. <laughs> so it's almost I almost feel bad if I don't because. It's one person every year that I'm going to affect, and if I just understand that. That's what it's all about. I'm not, I can have 100, 200 kids at my camp. I want to have 300 kids at the camp. I ain't going to affect all 300. I'm only going to probably get to five. Yeah. So it's facts. Facts. And let me, let me speak on that and not to cut, just to cut you no, off. No, no, you're fine. Yeah. So at the height of that program, I think there were 200, 250 kids coming through uh, Mother York. Yeah, and it wasn't even through her. Well, I guess we can say that because we were using the church, but well, that's why I, I forget. I honestly is I forgot the name of the church, and I just always remember it as Mother York because my that's father fine. because her name about, she, her name was uh -huh. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and she was instrumental in the community too. Like, and that's how my father remember yeah. her. A lot of people knew her through the community. She was very mm -hmm. she was, uh, very active, um, and getting people into the church and, and and potato giveaways, turkey giveaways, all that stuff. You know, yeah. She, she did a lot around in the, in the community, but um, yeah, at the height, I think it was 200, 250 kids, man. I still remember that one day when you got at, when y'all got everybody to come to church that one Sunday and we stood up on the stage and we stretched from one end to the other. I was like, God, it's a lot of us in here. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But, uh, it's crazy. but it was a good work though. It you was. Know, to be done and salute to Ty. Because he had put he had put his heart and soul in that man. He was really mm -hmm. making sure all that stuff happened. Um, yeah, man. Uh, such a good dude to come from the situation that he came from to be able to 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 progress and transform something into out of nothing. You know what I mean? So that, mm -hmm. that's a dope thing, a dope deed that he did that influenced so many people, you know, including myself. Yeah. Uh, forever grateful for those times and being able to Me meet too. all of you guys and just watch the progression of life just over the years, how different people do different things and the communication I still get from everybody. Um, I'm not one of those guys that's asking for nothing. Like I always just, Hey, you good? I just want to reach out and just make sure that everybody yeah. mentally 
and then physically that make sure that they just healthy um, on both mm-hmm. ends. That's all it is because I know a lot of the times in the environments that we grew up, there isn't a lot of people making sure or a lot of people just don't know what to do or they don't have anybody to talk to. I'll say it that way. Yeah. And me, me personally, I'm just every now and then I just reach out just to make sure that people are mentally focused because we do have this new thing where people are uh, committing suicide. You know what I mean? And I think it's very important that if we don't have someone within our circle to talk to, that there's someone outside mm-hmm. of the circle or, you know, make someone that you trust well enough to start talking to that way you don't mentally break down and, and, and lose your shit completely, you know? Mm-hmm, Cause it's real easy for that to happen. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people who feel so insecure that, you know, they were rather in, in their life than uh, sit around and talk about their problems. Yeah, so it's a crazy world out here, man. Yes, it is. Yeah. Deron is the homie too, though, man. So if you yeah. uh, hear from him, tell him I said what's up. Man. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Anything else you want to discuss or throw out there? Uh, nah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. That's, you know, that's all Nate right there. Yeah, yeah, man. Nate, I appreciate you, man, doing this with me, man. I love you, bro. Appreciate love you too, your time. My Always. Yes, sir. Um, that's going to do it for Full Profits Podcast. We're going to get out of here and let you get back to the kids and the family, all right? All right, man. Appreciate you for having me on.